Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we want to hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash my story and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you want to give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. I'm excited about this morning. Um, it's already been a great day and we had a, um, a great first service and, and I'm stirred up and I just feel like in this service I did something a little bit different to start the 10 o'clock, but I think I'm supposed to just jump in and get to it. But I just want to say this um, as I'm beginning. So I feel like a lot of y'all came with this expectation, but you don't know what to do with it because you don't know if um, you're going to get beat up, ladies, and some of the men, young men and old men alike, you don't know if you're going to get to say amen the whole time and high five your neighbor that is a dude and feel better about yourself, or if you're going um, to walk away hopeless or maybe just with a little bit of hope. I, I know there's um, an expectation in my own heart because I've not uh, preached on, this isn't, let me just say it this way, this isn't necessarily a subject where I feel naturally an expert on. I don't know if y'all can tell. Some of y'all are not getting it, but your neighbor can explain to you, I'm a dude, right? Um, but it doesn't matter. I'm really excited, and I really think God's given me something today. And so, thank you, Leah. I'm thankful that the Lord spoke to you this morning, and I do feel a great deal of agreement. And so, this is Woman Week, and we're going to have some fun with it. And I hope y'all like to have fun, because if not, you'll be a little uncomfortable for the next few minutes. But here is the question that every lady wants to know. Every young lady, all of you awesome teenagers that are here, and then people that are... Um, in their golden years of their lives, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Every lady wants to know this, but watch this. This has to happen before you're 17. Because if you don't have a realization of this before you're 17, ladies, you'll go trying to find it the rest of your life. And only one person can give this to you, naturally speaking. I'm not talking about the Lord yet. But only one person can really give this to you because your mom might beat you up. And you may be ready to pull your mama's hair out, and your mama may be ready to pull your hair out, ladies, growing up, but your daddy or the man that lives with you has to tell you that you're lovely. Now, listen to me. If he doesn't, and there's all kinds of reasons that we say we don't do it. Well, she knows that she's pretty. She can look in the mirror, right? She doesn't know, dad. Like, no matter how beautiful you perceive that your child is, if you don't tell her constantly she doesn't believe that she is. This is not an opinion. This is scientific. You can study it and understand that this is the fact. So here's the deal. For the married people in the room, we're making up for something that we can't make up for. Naturally speaking, we're making up for something that we can't make up for if she did not hear she's lovely from her daddy. I can never tell her enough if she doesn't believe it by the time her mind is developed. And it is a challenge because every lady wants to know this. Am I beautiful? Am I lovely? Here's the challenge behind that. Is, is, that is, that is, 
That is not an opinion. That is what every lady wants to know. Just like if you weren't here last week, last week every man wants to know, do you love me, Dad? And are you proud of me? And if we never hear those words, we will aim to make our daddies proud, and no matter how much we accomplish, we'll never find purpose. Well, if you never feel loved by the male figure in your life growing up, then you will always aim to try to get it whatever means necessary. That's why you find ladies that are married and 45 years old and they do everything around the house and it never feels like enough because they're trying to please their man because they never thought they pleased him growing up. Amen, pastor, that's good preaching. Keep going. <laughs> it's frustrating, right? Because we look out and we go, I've told her so many times, but she doesn't believe it. And this is how you know they don't believe it. Because when you tell someone, you are absolutely stunning, and they go, <clears throat> they don't believe you. Are y'all awake? Can y'all agree with me? I know it's thin in here, but y'all are allowed to talk still. Because this is a difficult thing, y'all. And so, so no matter if you are the most beautiful woman in your mind in the world, or you are in your mind the most blah, and you can't believe how God made you, before we move on, I need you to know this, that, that God has never made a mistake, listen to me, ever, 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 ever. God has never made a mistake, and he made you just like he designed you, just like he wanted to. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. You are beautiful in every way in God's eyes. And if you can find your purpose in him, it will change the entire dynamic of your life. I wish somebody would go back and tell all the young ladies in the world that you can find your absolute purpose and know that you are beautifully made in him. That he knows the hairs on your head and God has never made a mistake. So when you believe that you're a mistake, what ultimately you're saying is, God, you screwed up. Because if you'll find your worth only in him first... The rest of this stuff will be encouraging because it will build you, not tear you down. So, so what I need everybody to know is every lady in the room, I don't care if you're, if you're 12 or if you're 82, every single lady in the room has the same contribution to the kingdom of God. The contribution God made you to do, whether you're single or married, what he made you to do is be a partner beside of me. A partner. He created the partnership. Can you help me? We need to get you something because I'm going to get you up and down and it's going to be awkward and so praise the Lord. But beat us, you are the man. Thank you. This is what it looks like. He created us to have a partnership, not for me to rule over her. And I am the leader of my home, but he created us to be a partnership, to be, watch this, this is a big word. What's that word right there? It's half of partnership. To be a part of the whole. And when I can understand that even though I have a unique calling and role in my home and she has a unique call, my purpose is truly found when I am married like this. Whenever I believe that it is found like this, or ladies, let's get real for one second. Whenever I believe that he is a jacked up deadbeat and I need to tell it like it is, somebody better talk to me in this place, then she decides that it'll be like this. So this is what Genesis actually says is the curse says instead of partnership, she desires ownership, which is autonomy. It, it means that I rule. And the problem with that is instead of beside the man, you're over the man. Some of y'all can say amen to over the man because you're not worried about this over the man. You're over it. But 
Some of y'all are going to get it later. But listen, listen, listen. This is a difficult thing because it is so weird. We're going to talk more about this next week because Lee and I are going to sit up on a love seat and teach together and we're going to talk about it together. And it's going to be funny and we've got some really cool illustrations and it's, going, it's hilarious. But y'all are not like us. How many of y'all know that? Do not be quiet now. Young people, if you had not figured this out yet, ladies are different than dudes quite a bit. But it's awesome. I love how you are. Y'all talk a little bit more than we do. <laughs> not an opinion, not an opinion. So if you're going to beat me up, beat up science. On average, 30,000 words a day. I talk more than the average do, but it's, it's, it's about 8,000 words a day for a do. If you look at a phone and the text message that a woman sends, I mean, you need, it's like crypt. You need a code breaker to break down the text. We'll be sitting at night and my partner will come in and I'm in oh mode and she, you will go, well, I need to tell you all of this. That was my Leah voice now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then it's like a lot of details, and y'all feel this way, so don't you leave me up here by myself, guys. Can you please get to the point? Because I don't understand why there's so much stuff. <laughs> but now, wait a second, wait a second. Whenever I refuse to listen, whenever, whenever I refuse to listen, here's what I do. I don't care. She needs you to listen. She don't give a rise behind if you understand what she's saying or not. Say amen, ladies. This has taken me approximately 20 years with my wife, 16 and a half married, to begin to quantify this. I don't want to tell you I understand. I'm beginning to process this in my brain, but she needs me to be her partner, the part of the whole, what she is not. I am the male side. She is the wombed man. I'm going to teach this to you in a second in Genesis chapter 2, but God did not make her like me, but she is of my likeness. We are of the same kind. So if you look at the animal kingdom, there's kingdom, fallen, class, order, family, genus, species. Remember, come on, somebody. I remembered science a little bit. I just remembered how to say it fast. I don't know if I can say them slow. But we're of the same kind. We're mankind. But I'm male, she's female. And it's powerful, it's awesome, and God intended for us to be different. But as soon as I don't like that, that how God did this whole partnership thing and this weird thing, that I go from us supposed to be connected together, part of the whole to shift into the controlling side. Now, a man will control far different than a woman will control. A man tries to control with tone of voice most of the time. A man tries to control with presence because we are the glory of God and woman is the glory of man. And so man, that's 1 Corinthians 11, if anybody wants to know. So man will show up and say, you should respect me because of my presence. This isn't an opinion, y'all. Y'all know this is true. I don't care if the man is, is shorter than the wife. He believes his presence, something in his essence, believes because I was built to be a leader. She does not react to that. Do you know what's crazy is God does not lord over us that way. So what she needs is as Christ loves the church. But oftentimes because she likes to control the scenario, and I, this is what I found. This is just an opinion, truly. But what I found is the man wants to control outside, but the woman wants to control inside. So whenever something's going on with the kids, the husband's just sitting there chilling. He's like, it's good. 
I don't even know what's wrong with her. And the wife is like, what if Johnny gets, oh my gosh. And it's like, I got an auctioneer living with me right now. I don't even know what to do. And it's because you are so complex in your thinking that you think that it's your job to control. And here's what we forgot. Ladies, we forgot that God, when I yield to the Holy Spirit, and when you yield to the Holy Spirit, is the one that holds all things. And so whenever control gets anywhere in the leader or the helper's scenario, I screw it all up. Or you screw it all up. Now, y'all know this is true, but I don't care if you're dating, if you're waiting, or if you got married and you're mating. Come on, somebody. Like, I don't care what it is. Let me throw the got married in. I don't care which one you are. All of us know this is the case. If ever one is controlling and if ever we have lost connectivity, it's always whose fault? It's mine. No, don't lie to them. Well, you might be telling the truth, but that's not what, that's not what I think. <laughs> it's always their fault, right? Because we can see what they're not because we're not like them. Right. So for me to teach all women is hilarious. But I really believe God's given me something. And it's that, that she is an amazing part of my whole person. But if I look at what she's not because it's really what I'm not and I'm uncomfortable with what I'm not, so I point out what she should be that makes me more comfortable that I can control this scenario when I just say, let me lead you, then it gets awkward. I'm kind of abusing you right now, but it's not on purpose. So here's what the curse says, y'all. After sin takes place, Genesis 3 said, you will desire to, what's that word? Say it out loud. You will desire to control me. But when that happens, look, 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 this is the curse. This is not what's supposed to happen. I need y'all to remember what I'm saying right now. When Jesus invades your home and the Holy Spirit fills your life, I am not to rule over her. I am to serve first, to lead her as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. So I don't rule like this. Uh. But when this scenario starts, it's going to be moving, so I'm just getting you ready. Whenever this scenario starts, well, I, you don't know what you're doing, and I'm going to tell it like it is. And then I'm like, no, I rule over you. And then, no, when he gets home, he won't do the trash. He won't take stuff out. He said he was going to. What's wrong with him? I told you to do this. I told you to do this. Rule. And it's like, it's like a crazy thing that goes around and around, and we're like, hey, that connectivity is really good when we're doing this, isn't it? We're really connected. It's awesome. We're actually choking. What's the tetherball? Boom, boom, boom. And it looks like we're going around and around each other. And like, oh, my gosh. And there's connectivity, but it, we're getting choked. And the connectivity that God has for us is like an umbilical cord mother to baby. But, but God puts us side to side. And whenever we decide that we don't like what they are, I redefine woman. And ladies, sometimes you redefine man. Let me show you a couple funny verses. Proverbs chapter 21. This is what the wisest man, please do. This is what the wisest man who ever lived said. It's better to live on the corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. <laughs> hey, it gets worse from here. I, put the, I, put, I got three of them and I put the best one first. Here's the name. It's better to live in the desert. Have y'all ever been to the desert? Like for real desert, not like we saw a desert one time on TV. Because it's weird if there's no water. It's miserable. No one wants to live there. He's like, no. Nah, and, and by the way, Solomon lived in the desert. Right five miles from Jerusalem, you can get to a desert. 
just down in the valley of the shadow of death. So he knew what he was talking about, and he said, I'd rather live down there where there ain't no water, and it's miserable, than live with a quarrelsome man. Y'all better say this word. Huh? I used to tell Leah, now this isn't right, but y'all got it. I'm letting y'all in. I used to tell Leah when she taught school, this is years ago, this is not right. I feel like I'm one of your fourth graders. I feel like, and then she taught third later, and I feel like I'm one of your third graders. And I don't think Leah was trying to do this. It's how I perceived her trying to control me early in our marriage. She really doesn't do this now. And hopefully I'm doing a better job in my role. But then, this is the funniest one, I think, because the message version is even funnier. But it threw husbands in too, and I didn't understand why the message messed it up, so I just kept it like this. (laughs) The steady dripping of rain and the nagging wife are one and the same. The message version said the faucet drip, 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 and you can't shut it off. And I was like, somebody better say amen in this place. But there's a reason, like... There's a reason that this is the case, and it actually is what makes you amazing. But when we abuse something that God purposed in us, it jacks us all up. And so I'm telling y'all that the reason that we find conflict in our homes, conflict in our lives, conflict everywhere is because we've decided that we get to decide our role, and we find, we find or we try to find our purpose in our roles that we try to play instead of in our purpose that God created us to be. And so, so if I decide that purpose and role get confused, then all of a sudden I can look at a man and say, well, you're not as good at this as I am. So I'll do that. Now, hear this clearly. I'm talking about your home. There is nothing wrong with a woman leading at a school. There's nothing wrong with a woman leading in church. There's nothing wrong with a woman leading, period. But there are unique roles, calls in your life that you are supposed to do in your home. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this next week, but there are some women author speakers that are amazing speakers. Preach me under the table. But I've been around them, and y'all would know their names if I called their names, and I've gotten to be around them in the green room and then afterwards and seen them with their husbands. And even though their husbands are meek and introverted men, they're the leader of their homes, and you can tell. So this works even though this gift is speaking. It's not about does she have a gift. She has a gift. My job is to elevate her. But hers, listen to me, ladies. If you get frustrated in your role because society begins to tell you what your role should be, then you'll find yourself in this frustrating situation because let me tell you all something. The women's movement has a place. There is a need for it. There is a reason that it had to happen. It's amazing to me. In my mind, it blows my mind that y'all didn't get to use the vote. Like, I, I can't even understand it. And that you couldn't even be in the room when men were having discussions. And that, like, there's all these different things and how y'all were lesser. And, and if you go to the Middle East today, there's still countries that you're property. That's wrong. God did not make me more. He made me beside and to feel a responsibility in my home. You also have an awesome and equal part responsibility in your home. But when I look and say, this is the problem with the women's movement. The women's movement has taken something that's good and then said, well, you can do what he does better than him. And so we've gone from this is helpful, this is helpful, this is good, you don't need man. And anytime you take anything, listen to me carefully, anytime you take anything and you see its purpose and you say, well, we don't even need men anymore. 
We can do it better than them. You abuse it every single time. And watch this, watch this. You're not abusing man, ladies. You're abusing you. Because purpose, wrong way, purpose is always found in the original intent of why something was created by the manufacturer. So, so I can look at this TV that's a smart TV that I get to swipe and mess up sometimes and hopefully I can figure it out and it shows videos and it's really awesome. I can draw on it and praise the Lord. And, and then I could decide I don't really like what it's doing. So, so I'm going to change the function or part of what it can perform to what I need it to perform. This is what we do with each other, y'all. Well, I don't like what you were purposed to do, Leah, so, so, so I'm going to change your role. You need to be this. And so, y'all, with this TV, I could take... I could look at this TV and say, because this is what y'all get told, you can be a man and you can do it better than him. Can I tell y'all something? Maybe that's true in some cases. Listen to me. Listen to me. That is true in some cases. But it doesn't change your purpose in Christ Jesus. So whenever you decide to let this be where you find your worth, instead of what God said about you to find your worth, you may do it really good, but there's still abuse that sets in. So watch. If I look at this TV and I say, hmm, this is a big tick. Now, let me just tell y'all, it is heavy. Say amen, Pastor Austin. Holy crud, we put this thing up here, and I bet it was 200 pounds. But if I look at it and say, you know what? That pipe and drape right there, it can hold pipe and drape, and it's really cool. Like, it can hold that drape, and it can hold, and I bet it can hold 20 pounds of it, but I bet this could hold 50. <laughs> I bet it can do better than what that thing does. That thing was purposed to hold that stuff. If I took that stuff and said, yeah, but this is stronger, this is better. This is more talented at holding that stuff. So then I start, and all this um, freaking amazing TV does is it becomes a drape holder. Then, then inside, under that drape, y'all, there's something that it can do that's unbelievable, but I've decided to let that be its purpose at this point. That is abuse. Here's why, ladies, you've been abused over the years, because men, in some cases, have looked at you and said, that's a piece of meat. That is abuse. You are not a piece of meat. You are beautiful. You are made in the image of God, and you were made differently, and it is amazing. But you are not a piece of meat. You are a daughter of the king. And so that is part of the abuse, and I am sorry for that. I'm sorry that the Me Too movement has to happen because it has a purpose. I'm not sure if everybody's telling the truth, but that's got nothing to do with me. But there is a need for it because you had to be silent for so long, and that's wrong. Because we looked at purpose and the beauty that God made you, and I'm thankful for that, everybody. I'm not even trying to tell a joke right now. I love when I get to look at my wife. But if all I see in my wife is a being to have sex with, then I abuse her because I say, your role is to give me sex. False. That is something that we get to do together, and God says it's pleasurable in marriage. It's awesome. And I'm going to teach a little bit more about that and praise the name of Jesus for it. But if all I look at my bride is I want to have sex with her, then I take her out of the purpose that's beautiful that God made her to be and I abuse it. Because this TV is unbelievable. I could show you all the stuff that it'll do, but I'm not going to, but it, it, it's so cool. I can draw on it. I can erase it. I can show videos on it. I can, I can rewind. I can, and all from the touch of a button over here with all these things. And it's fascinating, but then I could just make it a stand to hold clothes on and abuse it. So, knowing purpose, please get this, ladies, because we're going to get into the meat right now. Knowing your purpose in Christ Jesus is the only way. Say the only way out loud. Someone could have said out loud and I would have laughed. The only way 
The only way that you can find purpose, that is why people are uber successful and absolutely miserable because I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much success you get. I don't care what they say about you. If you don't find purpose in Christ Jesus, you will never be full Filled. You may be filled, but you won't be full in the Spirit of God. And so it always comes from purpose, and that always comes from the manufacturer. Now, this is rocket science for everybody, and this is going to blow your mind. But our manufacturer is God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Y'all learned something. Just kidding. So we should go to the beginning because when you look at a manual, when I look at this manual, if I want to find out how something works, I should go to the table of contents at the very beginning of the manual and say, I can find out how to move this, how to change this side, how to do whatever. Well, the beginning of our book is called Genesis, and man and woman was written, and it was in there. And we can find our purpose right there at the beginning, and so we will. Genesis chapter 2 gives the purpose, ladies. And I know some of y'all feel like this is too simple, this is ridiculous, I don't understand, but it is amazing if you'll break it down. It says, then the Lord God, after, after Adam was made from the dust of the ground, remember he was dirt man, and he breathed in the ground, and then Adam started doing all this stuff, and God gave him the garden, and all this stuff was happening, and then... There was a void. And it said, the Lord God said, it's not good that this man, that Adam, should be left alone. I will make him a helper. Everybody say helper. Fit. It does not just say, I will make him a helper, period. It says, I will make him a helper fit, purposed, aligned, exactly perfect for him. And that for him, is, it's not just so Adam is happy. It's to glorify God because he wasn't good all alone all one himself. He needed someone else to come beside him to really find his own purpose. And so verse 19 starts explaining what all Adam was doing. And then verse 20 says, the man gave the names to all the lives. And then it says, look, the beast, and the, but Adam doing his purpose, which was in the work, still was void. Still there was a void. I mean, and, and it says there was not a helper fit for him. So God caused a deep sleep to fall on the man. And while he slept, he took one of the ribs, one of the ribs from Adam, and then closed up the flesh. So, so listen, something created is something from nothing, but something made is something from something. So mankind, our kind was made from the spirit of God and dust. But ladies, you were made from something, and it was man. And I think it's important to note that God didn't take you from the front of Adam or from the back of Adam, but he pulled you from the side because it shows the posture that you should always be at. You should never, if anything, you should be slightly ahead, but you should never be underneath me. If I believe that leader means you stand behind, other than the protective covering that God intended for me to be, then I will abuse you because that is not what helper or leader intends to be. That's not God's intent for your life or mine. But if I understand that he, he intended for me to fit with you. Like Leah and I are funny because I always say, it's, you got heels on today, so you're messing it up. Sorry. But like when she doesn't have heels on, I, I, like it's crazy because we even fit this way perfectly. <laughs> and I always just come behind and I rest and she's like, this is so weird. Why are you doing this? But I'm like, because we fit. It's crazy. But it's, it, it's not just beauty and the beast. It's not just like all that other stuff. That's funny right there because that was an accident. But it's not, it's not those things. It's everything. It's all the weird things that I am that y'all look at and say, weird, 
that we look at y'all and say crazy, that we get frustrated with each other, that we say, why does your brain work like this? Why does your brain not work? Like we, we look at all these things back and forth and we get frustrated, but watch, but watch. It's powerful. And when helper seems like lesser, because I need y'all to know in the Hebrew and in the Greek, this does not mean sweeper of the floor. This is not Cinderella, everybody. That's how Gus Gus said it. Y'all might not have seen Cinderella. But, but this, this, is not, this is not the person that's just sweeping the house. This word is the identical word in the Hebrew and Greek for what the Holy Spirit is described as, parakletos, comes beside as a lawyer and an advisor. The word helper means one that brings wisdom. The word helper means the one that you go to when you are in need. The word helper is the word that you, that, that, like, the Bible says when I'm hurting so deep for words, I go to my helper who grieves on my behalf, the Holy Spirit, in Romans 8, verse 26. So, y'all, there's a reason that when we're hurting, we go to mama, right? I mean, when you want someone to be proud of you, you want daddy to say good job. But when you are hurting, don't, y'all can talk, it's cool. You want mama because she can heal your heart. She can make it better. I don't even know why. Like, they got some kind of magic in the spit, y'all. y'all I don't know what y'all do. Plus, y'all do that thing where you take the skin off, and I don't know how that works, and then does like that, and you can get whatever off. It's amazing, but that's not really what helper means. So just go with it. My ADD's kicking in. But y'all, listen, listen, listen. Don't miss this. Jesus said, I'm going to leave, John 14, but I'm going to send my helper. Now, I'm not implying that the Holy Spirit's a woman, but I need y'all to get this because it's going to offend and mess with some of y'all's belief system about God. God's not a man. I'm going to sit here and let y'all chew on this for a minute because some of y'all are like, he is a man. He's got a white beard and he sits on a cloud. And I know it because I done seen it on that TV show. <laughs> God is spirit. And he sent his spirit to us. His spirit does not save me. The Lord Jesus saves me, but his spirit, the Bible says, seals me to the day of redemption in Christ Jesus. I get hope from the Holy Spirit. Watch this. This is crazy. I'm the disciplinarian in my home. This is not a, a, an opinion. This is who you're supposed to be in Christ. But she's often the convictor. That's what the Bible says the Holy Spirit is. She's not the Holy Spirit any more than I'm not Jesus. But as we, as we go into our purposes and our roles, it is amazing how those two work hand in hand in the Trinity. And in this Trinity where God is to be at the center, they really do work like this. That's why the people that got mad at the shack were funny because the shack's author, that's a great book if y'all hadn't read it. The shack's author wasn't saying the Holy Spirit's a woman. But he's also not saying God's a man and if it freaks you out, then I'm going to help you out. God does not have to reproduce. He does not need sexual organs, so he does not have to be a dude. Angels are not dudes. They don't reproduce. His name's Michael and Gabriel, and we know their names, so they obviously have masculine form. But they're not dudes, y'all. And so if people get caught up in the most silly theological debates. Well, you said an angel's a woman. Well, who gives a rat's behind? They're not either one. They're spirits. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I'm messing with y'all today. I can tell. But in the form of how God in, wants my tri-union in my home with Jesus first as the head of my house and me stepping into my purpose and us being sown together, she takes an amazing form. Here's who the Holy Spirit is. I felt like I was just supposed to share this. The helper is the author of the Bible. Now, Jesus is the Word, but the Holy Spirit wrote the Word. 
Come on, somebody. Do y'all want to know why women teach better than men? Because Pericletos is the teacher. And that's a definition. That's a description of the Holy Spirit. That's not his name. But he is the teacher. He's the comforter. Listen, here's what convict means. Convict is never shame. Convict is never to make you guilty. Convict is the shepherd's staff that pulls you back to the center in the guardrails of where God intends you. How many of y'all know that's what mama does? When mama's writing the Lord, she doesn't beat me up. She says, come on home, son. It's powerful, y'all. And men, if we would humble ourselves before God's mighty hand, and we would look at our spouses sometimes when we're struggling for an answer, I don't know if y'all know this, but I feel like I'm going to give some guys in the room some liberty in here. I find my answers a lot of times from God through Leah. Because the Bible says, I may have the gift of wisdom, but Leah is wisdom, according to Proverbs chapter 8 and then 31 and how those two parallel. Did you know Proverbs 31 was written to men, not to women? That it's what I'm supposed to read to look for my bride. That it's not what you're to try to be. Sorry, my microphone's too low. It's not what you're to try to be, ladies. It's what you are when you're in Christ Jesus. Isn't that powerful? And so you are wisdom. And so when a man is simple-minded and you laugh at him and say, well, you can't lead simple-minded man, here's what you get to do. You get to help and lock in, not step over and say you're a moron. Here's why the word is powerful, y'all. Look at this. And it says, the rib that the Lord had taken from him, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Now, notice this does not say he connected them to. This is awesome. Notice it says he brought her. I believe in my heart that this was destiny for them, but that God placed her and that they immediately knew how it should be. Based on this word, I believe they immediately, God did not say, you will be this. It says he brought her to him. And he looked and said, and people tell jokes all the time. I'm, preacher jokes are awesome because I try to, so bad. They, everybody says, so he looked and said, whoa, man. And all of y'all have heard that before, and I think it's dumb. Because <laughs> I do say that, praise the Lord. But here's what it means. It means wombed man. You remember what Leah said at the beginning? That y'all carry stuff? You are the incubator of life. God gave me the seed, but let you carry the seed. That's powerful. Everything our children are and our fruitfulness will ever be comes from my seed, but through her womb. And so you are the carrier of life, ladies. Like that, that is unbelievable. I will never get to carry life. I only get to give it, naturally speaking. You get to carry life. I, I've never wished that I was a woman, and I hope y'all never wish that you're a man. But the one thing I do envy is I wonder what it's like to carry a human being. Because I can do a piggyback ride pretty good. But thanks be to God, I get to put them down. But I remember laying in bed when you were pregnant with Haston and Laney. And it looked like a squirrel was attacking her belly, y'all. If y'all have ever seen a pregnant woman toward the end, I'd look at Haston and go, I can shake your hand right now and you're inside. I've been freaked out by this ever since Leah got pregnant, y'all. Because I would just look and go, you're carrying a human in you. Like there's a person. And so I may be the seed that God uses, but God enables you to give life, to carry that very essence. This is why I'm saying this. Please don't miss this. This is huge. Because I don't think y'all realize the power of God that's on your lives. Whenever you decide as the one that carries life to not give life, 
I'm talking about lady to lady, girl to girl. And married people, I'm talking to you and every woman in the room. And guys, you need to catch this too because there's power in the words of your lady. Whenever she decides to tear me down, what I don't think ladies realize is that life flows from your mouth, so death can too. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue according to Proverbs 18, 19. And I don't know if y'all realize this, but all of you can trash me today and it would hurt my feelings. But if Leah says, pardon my words, but I'm just going to say what I think. Mark, that message sucked. It would crush me. Why? Because the Lord Jesus is the life giver, but God uses her in my life. She's the one that encourages me only second to the Holy Spirit. Because his job in my life is to edify, and I'm going to teach more on it next week with Leah, to edify and build me up. Even though I'm the builder of my home, she's the one that edifies me. And whenever I decide that I don't need your edification, I'll find it someone else. That's why abuse sets in. And whenever edifying doesn't, isn't enough, that's why abuse sets in. And we constantly have this controlling issue where we want to fix him or fix her, control them or control her. And we can't find our purpose in Christ Jesus. So watch this. This is so cool. The word helper and leader are opposites, but they fit together perfectly. If you look it up in the dictionary, helper, leader, helper, leader, they literally are opposites. But this is the only time that that's good because God intended, even if you have similar personality types, God intended the purpose in each other to be like a magnet that glues us together. I need y'all to know, ladies, that I have a distinct purpose in Christ Jesus, but y'all are oftentimes the glue. Like I just really think as the sealer of salvation and the role of the Holy Spirit, that's oftentimes what y'all are in your homes. So if you're frustrated with your man and you, and, you, and you constantly push him away, it's like ripping skin off a scab every time you do it because it's glue being ripped off and it's hard for that adhesive to, to work again. And I honestly believe that God made me as someone that could fit, but God made you perfectly fit. But whenever I decide that I don't like the helper fit, the opposite becomes incompatible or incapable. I become incapable of this to work if I don't like the distinct purpose that God made me to be. Then watch. So instead of being connected and unified in Christ Jesus, which is our purpose, we try to control which ruins the unity and the opposite is divorce or separation. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. There's never been a divorce or a separation that was operating in what God purposed us both to be at the same time. Now, I can't control Leah any more than she can control me. But ladies, if you can find your purpose in Christ and begin to model what God says about you is true, I believe some miracles will happen in your lives, in your classrooms, in your neighborhoods, and in your homes. I also believe that if you keep telling it like it is and showing him up, even if he is a rotten scoundrel, part of the reason that he probably is stepping into that rotten scoundrel role is because he feels so lesser by the one that God called him to be connected to. So I just want to finish with this thought. The Bible says that in Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when we dwell together in unity, harmony, 
That word means agreement. And I feel like a lot of us would understand what disagreement would feel like spirit to spirit, heart to heart, soul to soul, because we feel like disconnected in our lives. But listen to what it says. It says it's like the dew, or excuse me, it's like the oil that flows down the head. The oil represents what the Holy Spirit pours on us, y'all. It flows down the head of Aaron, down the beard, and all the way down. So if I wonder why generational curses, listen to me, don't miss this, take place. Pastor, how do I break a generational curse? I'm telling you right now, it happens through the power of God in your life and through trusting Jesus alone. And then, like this. Because you can't break a gener generational curse on your own and say, one day I hope you'll come, but I'm going to go break these things. Because God made me to be linked here and said, when you're walking together in agreement, it's like the oil that flows down. And it's like, watch this, the dew on Mount Hermon, which is that mountain that's so tall, and the river begins to flow. There's so much dew on Mount Hermon, y'all. There's so much dew, like I talked about at the beginning. There's so much dew that a river begins to flow. It's not like dew at your house in the morning. You can see it on the leaves dripping down. It is unbelievable. And what has been dead in your life, because there's dry seasons in Israel for six months at a time, and you look and say, there's no hope. And the Jordan's going to dry up, which literally translates new beginnings. And, and I, I can never have a new beginning. And, and the river of life that's supposed to flow through me in the Spirit of God is, is broken. It, there's no hope for change. But I'm t this is so fascinating. Off of those trees and off of the dew that happens, there's so much that these streams will begin to form down Mount Hermon. And it will go into the river, and a river will begin to flow again before the rainy season comes. And he says, when you are linked together in agreement, it's like the dew from Hermon that begins to make a river flow. And the river of life is in you if you've trusted Jesus Christ. But if it's dried up, it's probably because you're disconnected from what God intended you to be connected with. He's the one that said in Genesis 2, what God is joined together, let no one put asunder. Let no one do this too. Let no one break apart. But oftentimes when I have to be right, or ladies, you have to be right, even though sometimes you are. The Spirit won't flow in this. And so I look a lot of times and say, I've sinned. I must be horrible. I must be doing all these things. But if I've walked away from Leah, I've stepped out of my purpose. If Leah's walked ahead of me, she stepped out of her purpose. And no matter how long she prays, how many times she goes through the Bible, how much greatness she thinks she is or I think I am, if we decide they're idiots and they should be doing more, because we feel that way, y'all. Let's just be real in here. We don't get it sometimes. But as soon as I try to rule over her or she tries to rule over me, we cut off what God tended to never be broken. So I know a lot of y'all are in here thinking, man, this is an uplifting message, Pastor. Praise be the, be the name of the Lord. But let me give you the great news. I went the other way. I use the message version because I think it's so powerful in Colossians 1, 16 and 17. And I just, it says, everything got started in him, meaning Jesus, and finds its purpose in him. Not in a book, not in a self-help, not in a TED talk, which I love and I love to learn, but that, that's not where I find my purpose. But I find it in Christ. He, meaning Jesus, was there before anything was ever created, before it existed. And listen, he holds it all together right up to this moment. 
And so if you feel broken apart in this room right now, and I know some of you feel this way, there's not hope for me because I'm disgusting. You've got to begin to believe what Christ said about you. That when Jesus was hanging up on the cross and he said, it is finished, what can be finished is your shame, ladies. What can be finished is your purposelessness. That you don't have to ever believe there's no purpose, there's no hope, or that you're disgusting ever again. You can believe that you are amazing in Christ Jesus. That he made you beautiful and wonderfully. That, men, you can look at your bride. You can look at your sister. You can look at anybody that you work with and say, that is not just a piece of meat. And that is not someone that I speak down to. That is the precious daughter of my king. Listen, I live with the daughter of my king and my sister in Christ Jesus. So I better treat her like all of those and my bride. And you are precious in his sight. But I need some of y'all to know you've got to start believing that. You've got to stop believing the lie that the enemy told you once and you've repeated 10,000 times in your heart. You've got to stop believing that you're gross. You've got to stop believing that you don't speak as good, sound as good, or look as good as the girl beside you. Because he did not make you to be the girl beside you, ladies. He made you to be exactly who you are. And he loves you in every single way. If we could just get this, that this is the exact picture of this. And whenever I decide to walk away, watch this, watch this. It's probably because I've walked away from this one. Here's what I'll never understand about God, but I'll preach it till the day I go home. And the reason I don't understand it is because I know I don't deserve it. <clears throat> no matter what I do, we watched a cartoon Friday night, and on this cartoon, it was this hour and a half cartoon. We let the kids pick the movie, and we found this one about the life of Jesus told through John the Revelator. And I think it was on Amazon, and it was cute, it was good, but I just, I was like choked up a couple times watching the movie in my house, if y'all wonder if we cried during movies. I did watching Jesus die on a cartoon. And the one thing that I was just blown away with watching again is just how Jesus looks at all of us and says, I mean, he, he's looking out, cartoon, y'all, he's looking out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And right then, like I had never heard it before, listen to me, like I had never heard it before, y'all. I've been preaching this stuff for 15 years now or so, and I, I, I've known Jesus since I was 17 in an intimate relationship. And like I'd never heard it before, I just felt something leap in my heart. You know why? Because I don't care if y'all think that I stink. I don't care if you laugh that I tear up when I preach about Jesus because I don't ever cry unless it's about the Lord. But I don't care if you think it's funny. I find all my hope in him. I can love her like I'm supposed to and you can be the her you're supposed to be only when you realize that he came to rescue you, not fix you. That he came to make you have life not fix your mess. He comes to your mess because he loves you right in that mess. And he died saying, I don't care about what you were. I care about who you are with me. So let, I believe this is what God would say to us right now if he was standing. I desire intimacy, which means into me, I see. I can see that you're into me. Not that I have sex with Leah, not that I kiss Leah, but I'm into Leah and she's into me, I see. Well, much greater than that, the Lord Jesus is into me. I don't care if you think I can preach or if you think I'm crazy. The one thing you can know about Mark Pangle is I got a friend in Jesus.
Ladies, you find your purpose with your friend in Jesus. <clears throat> and that's what I want for y'all. I don't care if you learned anything about you today. If you learn one thing, know this, that Jesus came to die and live again, and he lived for you, he died for you, and he lives today hoping that you'll come home. So ladies, let your purpose be found in him alone. Will you bow your heads? I just believe there's a couple people in this room with your heads bowed and eyes closed that the true change that has to happen in your life is what happened in mine, that I did religion for a long time, but two weeks before my 17th birthday, in the summer of 97, I realized, I realized that I knew a lot about God, but God and I had never had a heart-to-heart -heart relationship where I said, I love you back. Because that's what it's all about, y'all. I don't care how much you know or how many Bible verses you can tell me. If you don't have a love relationship with him, you don't have purpose. You don't have hope and you don't have a home in heaven one day when you die. So I just need to know if somebody in this room needs to be loved, maybe for the first time. If you need to say, I'm ready, I need Jesus to rescue me right where I am. I need hope in the name of the one that's above all names. I'm ready to give my heart and life to him because he died for me. He rescues me of my sins and just says, leave your life of sin and follow me. Who is it in this room? Just slip your hand up. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to point at you. I just want to know if you'll just slip your hand up and put it back down. Pastor, that's me. I need to do that right now. I'm ready to start a love relationship with the Lord Jesus. I'm ready to start something brand new. I'm ready to let him invade my life. Anybody? Praise the Lord. Ladies, I just want you to know, I love this song Shannon's going to close with because I believe it. Couldn't have picked a more perfect song. And I hope you know this. The reason your worth is real is because Jesus says you are. And I hope you leave with this one thought. You do have a distinct purpose, and it's awesome. It is not lesser. The helpmate, the helper, is not the cleaner and the cooker. The helpmate is the wisdom and the help in my life. And I'm so thankful for her but I'm thankful that she knows that she's worthy because of Jesus, not because of her husband. So thank you, Lord, that when I was disgusted with Mark, you thought I was worth dying for. That even when I was still a sinner, you rescued me. And I'm so thankful for you, Jesus. So today we just lift our hands and we tell you we love you back. Amen.